Well, in my world, you know, there's the energy factor here. And if you're vibing high, you're going to attract more high vibes to you. And Mm -hmm. that includes your inner circle. It includes your business partnerships. It includes sales. It includes all the stuff that we talk about in business. But, you know, not a lot of people talk about it in terms of energy. And I'm pretty particular about that inner circle energy at this point. Mm -hmm. And that's because I've seen it do amazing things for me um, get to live a life where, you know, that's uh, the success is real. The income is real. The people in the community are real and you know, it's badass. Hey, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready for another episode of the business of sales? First things first. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that you're giving up your time in return I want to make sure that we're giving you interesting guests and an idea or two that's going to help you in your business. So, hey, thank you for being here. Alego.com sponsors our show, and it would absolutely mean the world to us if you would go to Alego.com and request a demo. That's called supporting us through our sponsors, and (laughs) more importantly, you're going to find something on that sales enablement platform that can help you increase sales and the retention of your sales force a sales enablement platform. It does so much. I think you'll be amazed. Alego.com. Check it out. In the meantime, let's roll. Here's this week's episode of the Business of Sales. When you're out there running a business, it takes up what, uh, 150% of your time? <laughs> well, maybe something like that, but it takes out a lot of your time. It, it's a lot of work to to run a business, but What if you were able to do something that got your face and your voice and your your mission out there in front of people so that they would be more attracted to you and be able to come to to your business to see you to be a part of what you do? And that's what happens when you write a book. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Laura DeFranco is our guest here today, and Laura runs a publishing company that has won awards and done some really wonderful things for business owners. Laura, thank you so much for being on the Business of Sales. Thank you for having me. My my best favorite topic ever. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about this, because I don't know about the, the audience for sure, but I know for me... I I self-published a book a while back, but that's about it. How do you go about helping business owners with what you do? (laughs) Well, you know, I've done a little bit of everything in publishing for myself as well uh, before I started publishing other people. So I've been down the self-publishing route and I worked with an agent for a year. I had a hybrid book deal with another publishing company. I I did, uh, I don't know, five or six self-published books of my own. And like through the whole journey, I kept making mistakes and having some failures and some successes. And pretty soon I realized I could probably help my friends do it, right? And avoid some of the mistakes. So there's so much beyond the publishing. And I really wanted to help people with the now what. Like you published this beautiful book, but now what? What is it doing for you? What's it doing for your business? <laughs> yeah, I mean, all that happened after I published mine was I got to buy more copies of it. <laughs> exactly. That. Yep, I know. I know that story, and it's not a fun one, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And that, I mean, a book positions you as an expert in your field. It helps you build a platform. It establishes you as an expert and an authority. However, there's ways to do your book that are way more advantageous for you and your business after you publish than, than others. Right. And so I, you know, I learned a thing or two along the way and getting smarter as I go. I bet you are. So it, as a business owner, it, it provides credibility for me. Is that what we're saying in general? For sure. I think that authors are going to land more speaking gigs. They're going to land more podcasting, guesting gigs. They're going to be approached for interviews. They are seen as, again, an authority or an expert in that subject matter. Yeah. And a book done well, you know, we make royalties on the books and that's really cool, but I would love it if my authors landed new clients, got their speaking gigs, and that is what's happening beyond the book sales and the book royalties. That's where it gets exciting. You're helping more people because they read your book. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the whole objective, right? Yep, that's right. That's a big, big part of it. I think, you know, in my company, uh, I niche to holistic health and wellness practitioners because that was uh, my career number one. I started as a holistic physical therapist, and I worked for 30 years in that field. And I was publishing, like I said, on my own, doing some of my, my own writing, my own publishing. But for me, we're, we're doing more than writing books. We are offering stories and tools and strategies for people to really live the best healthiest life. And I, I love publishing because of the bigger mission, because of the bigger community that mm. we're building around this topic. And yeah. so, you know, get, get, it goes a little deeper than book publishing for me. Tell me more. <laughs> well, the community of stellar human beings that have come in and around me to share their brave words are people who are walking their walk. They, you know, they signed up for the healing journey. They signed up to teach it. They have been on their own path, learning and growing and want to help others do the same thing. So the more people who are doing that, the bigger that energy gets these, oh, I, I don't know, you know, it's, I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, how do I tell him how amazing this community is? <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, how do I put it in words that these people that have been around me, even for my own personal reasons, have helped me survive pr some pretty big traumas in my life in the last few years. Uh -huh. So when you surround yourself with people who feel like family, who are friends, who, you know, aren't just clients and life gets kind of fun and interesting. Yeah. And so how lucky am I, you know, that I'm running this publishing company, but I've got this big, amazing family around me now. It's cool. Isn't that true with most any business? I mean, if you can, if you can get to that point, then it, truly work becomes not work anymore, but, but fun and, and something where you're helping family and friends, right? Yes, I think, um, I mean, 
ultimate goal ever would be to run a business where you don't feel like you're working. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you just run to your desk because you can't wait to talk to people. You can't wait <laughs> to help them. You can't wait to do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And what a great feeling that is. I'm going to get there one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm close to it now. It's amazing how life changes when you get to that point where you can just focus on what's really, really important to you and, and how you can help other people get what's really, really important to them. Well, in my world, you know, there's the energy factor here. And if you're vibing high, you're going to attract more high vibes to you. And mm -hmm. that includes your inner circle. It includes your business partnerships. It yeah. includes sales. It includes all the stuff that we talk about in business. But, you know, not a lot of people talk about it in terms of energy. And I'm pretty particular about that inner circle energy at this point. Mm -hmm. And that's because I've seen it do amazing things for me. Um, get to live a life where, you know, that's uh, the success is real. The income is real. The people in the community are real. And, you know, it's badass. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just amazing. And uh, Laura, I want to make sure that we talk about Brave Kids because that to me sounds like, one of those things that you're doing that is really going to have a positive impact on a lot of folks out there. Tell me about Brave Kids. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm so excited to talk about Brave Kids books. It's the children's book arm of our publishing company. It is fairly new. I would say about a year-ish old. And we've published a couple of children's books by Kelly Kashula. She goes by KJ when she writes. And Kelly is the director of Brave Kids Books, and she came to me this past year. She's like, you know, we've been doing collaborations with all your healers, and I really want to do some short stories for kids. Like, what do you think? And I was just, I, I was just <laughs> like, duh. I mean, we've done this, you know, 50 times in a row, 50 some odd Amazon bestsellers. Like, why don't I get my community together, the ones who want to write for kids? And we will create this beautiful collaboration. So we just launched this, oh uh, gosh, last week, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, and it's fantastic. So Brave Kids, Short Stories to Inspire Our Future World Changers is the full title of that book. Super oh, wow. proud. Wow. That's We're heading top. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, just tell me more. That I'm, I'm excited. What's it about? Well, you know. I guess what I wanted to say is these are expert master teachers stepping up to write for the kids. They're writing on topics that can be heavy. You know, um, we have gr grief and loss is addressed in here. Um, bullying is addressed in mm -hmm. these stories. Um, right. And so these are some of the things that kids have to have a certain level of courage to face in their lives. They may not have the role models around them or their parents may not know how to talk about some of those topics. And mm -hmm. so we went out to our healer friends and we said, Hey, listen, you know, what do you want to write about? What, what are these stories going to help the kids um, do, you know, how can we help them be brave, but also how can we help the parents, the grandparents, the caregivers, the teachers, with stories that are really hitting on some of the things that are going on in their lives. And so that's what you're going to find in this book. Well, yeah, the, the topic of grief all by itself for children 
just it, I don't know. It just really hits home for me. Uh, as adults, we've we've seen the loss of our family, our family and friends over the years, and yeah, you you kind of get I don't want to say used to it because you never get used to it, but. The fact is we realize that it's a part of life and it's going to happen. Kids don't know that yet, and it's a it's a hard thing for them to deal with grief, and especially, golly gee, especially if it were a parent or a grandparent. And, you know, how do you deal with that and what do you do? I, the reason this, is, this, this resonates with me is the foundation at New York Life Insurance Company, where I worked for 32 years, was all about doing things for kids. And one of the things they sponsored were camps for children to go to after they'd had a loss in their family where they could talk about that loss with with other kids and with counselors who were were properly trained to do that and it just the results there were amazing so anything you can do to help a kid understand and and work through their own grief sounds like a wonderful thing to me definitely yes grief camps you know we've got a book uh, coming up next year called The Grief Experience. And I'll shout Kelly Doherty out because she wrote a chapter in Brave Kids about sibling loss. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kids, when they experience death in the family, it could be, I guess, maybe the more normal story would be a grandparent or yeah. an uncle or whatever. But, you know, what about losing a sibling? What about losing a parent? And we are addressing grief from those aspects in a couple of the chapters in the book because our authors have personal stories about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I guess I resonate with it as well because at three weeks old, my father decided he didn't want to be around anymore. So he took his own life. And mm. so I, I don't know how it works. I don't know if I'm weird or what, but it's kind of like I had to relive his death over and over and over again. Every time there was an opportunity for something to happen where your dad would normally show up, mine wasn't there. He he decided he decided he didn't want to be there. So it it was a little bit of a different take on it, but I think it was still having to deal with grief, even though I was three weeks old when he died. Never knew him. Yeah, you learn about some of these things that, quote, happen to you later in life when Mm -hmm. your other parent or family members decide it's time to talk about it or whatever. Or you start asking questions because you're old enough to ask the questions (laughs) and, you know, you you start to (laughs) think about it. Yeah, that just makes me remember the fact that how I learned that that's what happened. I was told my whole life, oh, he had a nervous breakdown. I was told my whole life. The way I learned about it, Laura? I was digging through my mom's dresser drawers and found a box, and inside that box was all of his stuff, including his death certificate. Wow. And that's how, oh I, figured, that's how I found out. The, the impact these things have on kids, bullying is another one that you mentioned that just that resonates with me as well. Yeah, I got beat up a little bit. But the fact is, I'm not the only one. There are a lot of kids out there. There are girls out there that are getting bullied by other girls and it just it amazes me how little kids i guess i've heard it all my life kids can be some of the meanest folks in the world right it is true we're addressing bullying in a couple of chapters we're addressing the thoughts in your head you know mindset for a kid it's mm-hmm. interesting to write write for a kid don't you wish you would have learned a little bit more about awareness and mindset as a kid like i know i do 
Oh, yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many things that I think should be in our curriculums in schools that are not even close. So I mean, the whole the whole genre of success and and having to work. Had, had, uh, go down a quick rabbit trail here. Have you heard this thing about <laughs> quiet quitting? The idea I have that, recently, the, yes. The idea that you're not supposed to do any more than you absolutely have to do in your job. That's it. Well, uh-huh. I don't know about you, but I've read and heard and been taught all my life. You always do a little more than is expected of you if you want to grow in your career and, and do well. And it just, yes. when I heard that, I was like, oh, my word, we're teaching kids the wrong thing somewhere. Yeah, that is exactly right. I, I When I first heard that term, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? You know, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just not the way to think about your life. Who would right. want to live that life? Yeah, no yeah. thanks. I mean, it just it, it just blew me away, and it's like uh, I got to make sure my grandkids don't ever get that idea, because uh, it's yep. just it's so, in my opinion, so wrong. But hey, you know things things do change as we move forward. Storytelling is such an interesting and important tool in in all our lives and in, in what we do and what's going on. Tell us a little more about the stories in Brave Kids. Anything in particular, a great story you could share with us? Well, I have one really important story and a shout out to to give. So chapter 20 is called, Chan is called to the principal's office. A change of heart can help. And chapter 20 was written by Susan Ernst, who happens to be my mom. And she is a published author for the first time at 75 years old. And she spent some time working with um, a couple of mission trips, and they went to Cambodia to help the kids who had been affected by sex trafficking and different things. And she was so moved and changed by her experiences there. She's been starting to write stories about the kids and about the things that they're going through. This particular story is a little bit more lighthearted. It's, a, it's about worrying about something when you don't even know what the, what the outcome will be. You make up all those things in your head about what's going to happen, but really none of it is true, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what this story is about, which, which I love, but you know, love you, mom. I'm proud of you. And, uh, that, that was pretty cool to have, have, uh, her in this book, but the stories, some of them, are about being yourself, being brave enough to stand out. We have others that talk about modalities that some of my healers use like breath work, like really connecting to your body and the breath for relaxation when things are stressful. And um, again, you know, we already talked about the theme of loss, which is definitely in here a few different times, but we get to experience these themes through the characters that the authors are are offering in the stories. And they're really amazing and delightful and fun and relatable. So it's thanks for thanks for letting me talk about it. It's been a really, really cool cool publication to guide well we're not going to quit we're going to keep going <laughs> i want to know the stories are written in the book are, are they written for me to read to a child or are they written for a child to read or for an adult to read 
That's a great question. It's maybe a little bit of both, but this particular book was meant for ages six to 12. And we know that that there are going to be kids in that range who are going to read these stories on their own. Yeah. But we also know that kids love to be read to. In fact, some of these stories, when I went through them, I was perfectly happy and entertained as an adult, <laughs> you know, reading, <laughs> yeah. reading these awesome. And you know how that is. Like you can go to a movie, a kid's movie, and you can be completely happy. Some of that humor, that it maybe goes over a kid's head, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. adults, the adults oh, yeah. enjoy. So same thing. You're going to be able to read this as an adult, but it's, it's a little bit of both just to answer your question. I mean, that's, that's the part of the fun part nowadays of going back and watching some of this crazy crap we watched as kids, the, the Warner brothers stuff, the, the Bugs Bunny stuff. And <laughs> you realize at the time, I didn't know it, but that's really hilarious what they just did for adults. It has nothing to do with the kids. But anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. It really is funny. Laura, it's let's, creative, you oh, know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Some brilliant minds crafting that stuff. I mean, so quickly speaking of brilliant minds, Miss Kelly Kishula, who's leading this book, is also a brilliant and talented illustrator. And so she put in a few spread illustrations. She hid some Easter eggs throughout the illustrations. <laughs> she wrote some chapter um, or created some chapter illustrations. And typically our books in general aren't like color picture books, right? Mm -hmm. They are words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one includes some pretty awesome illustrations too. So it's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Laura, let's, if I can change gears just real quickly here. If I'm a business owner out there, maybe, you know, I'm sitting there going, I'm not going to write a book. I ain't never written a book. I, don't, I have trouble writing my name, much less writing a book. Come on, get real. What do you tell <laughs> those those kind of folks? Because they they probably have a book somewhere in there, don't they? Oh, everybody has multiple books inside of them. They just think that they don't know how to write it. And a lot of people record their books, right? So if you like to speak and tell stories, you can tell that to technology. Technology will type it out for you, and then you can hire an editor, and boom, you have a book, right? Wow. So I think I just tell people, get over your excuses, and everybody has a story. And the thing is, is what paralyzes authors the most is they don't think their story is either good enough, so they're comparing, or get this, bad enough. Like they haven't lived through some awful catastrophe. They're comparing to some other story that they, that they know. And then they don't want to write theirs because they don't think it'll be helpful for people. But yeah. there's somebody out there waiting for yours in exactly the way only you can tell it. So everybody has a book in them. Everybody can be an author. There are there's wonderful guidance for making sure that turns out really great. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think storytelling is a very, very powerful way for your audience to get to know, love and trust you. And the thing I see missing the most from businesses is business owners being vulnerable enough to share who they are behind the business. Yeah. And so that's what we're all about. 
And it, I mean, trust is the key word in business and in sales for sure. Yeah. That that person that's buying it from me has to trust that that I'm here for them more than I am here for me. It's a win-win situation. We're both going to win out of this thing. We're both going to get what we want. But you know how it is when you're in, in that position with someone who is a, a salesperson and you get to thinking this means more to them than it does to me. And, you know, they're more worried about whether or not I buy than I am as to whether or not I own this thing. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Like, you know, you're just making me think of something recently. Like I needed a CPA and my business is growing. I've Mm -hmm. had a a CPA. I've had bookkeepers. I have, you know, we hire different people. So if I lined up 10 CPAs and I did interviews and I'm trying to find the best person for my business right? for me, the one that I trust has offered something beyond here's what we'll do for you. We'll do A, B, C, D, and E, and it'll cost this much. Mm-hmm. But if I get into a conversation with somebody who starts to tell me a story about why they're a CPA and, you know, maybe some of the mistakes that have happened in the past and some of the, you know, real stories about things that have happened to them and why they got into the field and I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, me too. That's exactly what happened to me. And that's what, you know, you get the idea, right? Yeah. So out of those 10 people, guess who I'm going to (laughs) hire? It's the person who was willing to share themselves and get to know me a little bit better by offering their story. Like, Yeah. yeah, that's, that's how I feel like about it. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. It, it's getting over that river of no trust to the point where they're going to trust you and do business with you. Laura, thank you so much. You've been a great guest for the business of sales today. Thank you so much for having me. For everybody else out there, y'all know what I'm going to say. Go out and make it a great week. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Go meet somebody new. And we'll see you again next time right here on the business of sales. 